It's officially the first Monday of 2022. And over the holiday season, there may have been a little bit more indulging than you're used to. Hopefully, there would have been a lot more relaxation than you're used to. And when this time of year comes around, it does lend to feeling like, I want to take on a new challenge. Maybe I need a bit of a reset. What's a big goal that I can take on for this year? And this tends to be the narrative for the majority of us. And it's actually a good thing that us humans do. Quite often when we've had something maybe that's been on the more extreme side for a while, we want to create a bit more equilibrium once again. Let's say you've been out for weekends on end drinking and drinking and drinking. Majority of the time, what you're thinking is, oh, I just want a bit of a detox. I want a few weeks off alcohol. And this tends to be the reason why we want to partake in something so extreme in January, right? We've had the opposite to our normal behavior in December with the constant parties, the indulgences and everything along those lines. So when structure comes around, when a new challenge comes around in January, it tends to be really, really inviting. And it would be no surprise to me if the people in marketing were very, very aware of this. And that's why challenges like Veganuary were born. That's why Dry January is so popular. And I don't think these are necessarily bad either. I think they can be really beneficial for some and also potentially not the most beneficial for others. So I want to go through that today and go through some of the reasons why this might be a great time to take on a January challenge and why it might not be. And then of course, it's up to you to make the right call for you. And I guarantee you knew that was coming. It might be a new year, but I'm still the same me. So I want to start with the reasons why a January challenge could be super beneficial. And the first reason is that usually it's an immersive experience. Veganuary is not about dropping a few meat products. It's about going full vegan. Dry January isn't about cutting back on a few glasses of wine. It's about going completely dry. And the benefits of an immersive experience is that sometimes when you are trying to get a certain small habit to stick, it can be quite challenging because you don't really see that many benefits. Let's say you started something like meditation where you committed to doing three to five times a week, five or 10 minutes per day. You're going to struggle to see any of the benefits from that in the initial stages. I'll be honest, I started with five minutes a day. I was very, very committed to giving meditation a chance, but I can't say I felt the benefits from it immediately. It's not that type of practice. However, if you went to a meditation camp where you were meditating maybe four or five times a day, you had a spiritual teacher with you, you had a community of people all doing it together alongside you, you were doing this for maybe a week or seven to 10 days in an environment that wasn't familiar to you, it's safe to say you would feel the effects of that meditation. And even with it just being seven to 10 days, because it was such a an immersive experience because of you went out of your comfort zone and deep into the world of that specific thing that you were trying to do, it can be incredibly beneficial of you seeing the potential benefits of that sooner and then adopting it long term because if you know the benefits that come. Cutting back on a few glasses of wine might have not been enough to see any of the real benefits. However, going dry completely may have made you realize, oh, I'm sleeping better. My mood is better. I've got far more energy. And you felt the full effects of being alcohol free. And that was way stronger than just cutting back on those few glasses of wine. So an immersive experience can be really, really helpful. And that's why a January challenge like this could be a wise idea. The second reason this could be a good idea is because of that contrast effect that I just mentioned. You might not be this motivated at 
any other point of the year. This might be the catalyst to getting you going on something that you've wanted to achieve for a very, very long time. So if you are feeling this level of motivation, this need to go on the other side of the spectrum, then it might be worth leveraging. You know, there's nothing wrong with utilizing motivation to your advantage. It's not going to be the thing that keeps you going long term, but it's definitely something that can really help you in getting started. The final reason why this could be a good idea is that if you succeed, it can set a really good tone for the rest of the year. If you can get through January and think, I've just achieved something that was really challenging and I've got this under my belt, I feel like it sets a really nice tone for the rest of the year. And despite how the rest of the year goes, you can still look back on January and say, I committed entirely to try January and I succeeded. And you can use that again in other pursuits that you want to throughout the rest of the year. And I think that's super powerful. And now I want to explore the flip side of this argument, starting with the first point, which is most of these challenges don't set you up for sustainability. We all know what happens to people who crash diet. Most of the time, they come off that extreme diet and they rebound hard. And this usually comes down to the fact that the diet is usually very, very restrictive and also that there's not really much guidance thereafter. If you're doing dry January right now, when you get to the end of January and end of February 1st, do you know how to reintegrate alcohol in a sensible and realistic manner? Maybe there is some guidance from the program you're on, but does that really apply to you and your lifestyle? And I guarantee that most people at the end of their dry January, especially if they don't have structure in place thereafter, they finish it off with a massive night out and drink with all their friends who are potentially doing dry January with them. So sometimes it doesn't really set us up for long-term success and it can lead us to more excessive behavior when we're finished with these challenges. And on to the next point, and I don't like to be the bearer of bad news here, but there is a higher chance of you not succeeding. I'm gonna use myself as an example in this one. Let's say that ultimately I did want to become vegan. Currently I'm consuming meat once or twice per day, seven days per week. And you know, obviously my long-term goal is to be completely meat-free. I'll be honest, my first go-to would not be veganery. I would think that that's way too much of a contrast from what I'm already doing. I would opt for a more incremental approach so I could see progress being made and then take these steps towards where I ultimately want to be. I would perhaps start with a meatless Monday. I would perhaps start with just having meat at one meal per day. Maybe I would switch from having meat to fish and then I go fish to vegetarian and opt for a more incremental approach given the fact that I'm so far on one side at this moment in time. It's the same way as if someone has never exercised before and has never been nutritionally conscious and you put them on a highly regimented meal plan and five training sessions per week. Yes, it can work, but realistically, if you just start them on minimum effective dose, they're gonna make just as much progress and they have a much better chance of succeeding. And that brings me on to my final point, which is if you don't succeed, what does that mean for the rest of the year? I mentioned earlier that obviously having this accomplishment can be really great and set the tone for the rest of the year and you can lean on that win. However, what if that doesn't take place? What happens if it's something that really puts you off achieving something that you really wanted to go for this year? And not necessarily because it was the wrong goal, but simply the wrong approach. And I think that's a real shame if you don't succeed on something you really wanted to achieve this year, simply because you opted for the wrong thing and it didn't set you up for that long-term success. So as you can see, there is arguments for both sides. I think it can be hugely beneficial and I also think it might not be the best of everything. So whatever you do, 
just weigh up both sides first and then determine what you think is best for this given pursuit. And whatever you do this January, I wish you all the success. Take care team and I look forward to speaking with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.